Hey everyone, how are we going? This is Kerry coming from you, from Brisbane, Australia, live and raw. Uh, this one's probably a hell of a lot more condensed than the, the time frame that I'm probably going to talk to you about, but... I'm going to give you a pretty accurate account and you'll see just a ineptitude of the powers that be that could have helped me but chose not to. So we left off after the assault and the troubles I was having and having to use up all my holiday pay. I think it was 76 hours of holiday holidays. Um, and then I, um, tried to go the rehabilitation and, uh, desperately tried to do it. I'd done everything that they could to do it. I was on, on all on the meds. I was going to the psychologist. I was doing everything that they wanted me to do. And, um, it, it wasn't working, um, they had to fiddle with my medication quite a few times, and every time they would do that, I'd end up with a whole new um, round of side effects that weren't very nice and weren't very pleasant. Um, uh, hot summer summer day here in Australia, I um, was trying to take off my T-shirt because I was sweaty, and um, in the middle of taking off my T-shirt, it, I got it half over my head. My arms were still stuck in the armholes. I actually ran out of energy. I had none. And I was trapped trapped in my t-shirt for 45 minutes. And it wasn't, wasn't too good uh, to go through that. And then I had the pleasant fact of ter- talking to the wonderful people and work cover. This is a um, place of workplace insurance uh, company that basically it's government owned, believe it or not, or st- state run. And um, they try and get you back. They pay for your appointments. They pay for your treatments. And I was going through them and still having incredible um, trouble with my shakes. Um, as it turned out, it was um, uh, cranial facial cervical dystonia is what the official um, the official diagnosis was, but also um, half the side of my face where I got punched was completely numb. Um, he had actually crushed one of the nerves in my face that come out just under my eye. And basically had numbed basically my cheek and my nose and my lip. So that wasn't very pleasant. And I had x-rays and I had MRIs and all those bits and pieces. And having to talk to these wonderful people at work cover. And um, they they were... Well, basically they were setting me up for failure right from the start is was what what it was um 
and I had a conversation with um, one of my case officers and I actually said to her, I said, how am I supposed to find someone, a partner, while I've got these shakes and have got got them and trying to explain what what I've got or even are trying to track someone while I've got these shakes. And she basically told me that don't worry about it, just tell them you got Parkinson's disease. So that was WorkCover's official um, help in me trying to find a partner. I'm basically seven years down the track and I'm still single. And going through the battles and stuff like that, um, we'll get into that shortly. Um, you'll, you'll probably see why. So I... Um, kept having to do what they'd done. I had a return to work um, the first time, so I chose a probation and parole, which was close to my home, which, you know, doing a, a lot of overseeing, just doing paperwork and working with people that, you know, had fucked up and were basically... Um, couldn't pay their fines, so I was just finding them... Um, jobs to do so they could pay off their fines but unfortunately um, 95% of the jobs that are in probation and parole are run by women Um, they have a saying uh, of it and they call it the lesbian mafia and the other thing too about probation and parole officers is they don't like correctional officers they look at us as a blunt tool and we basically abuse these people while they're in jail we don't try to help them um, or do any of that thing which was totally contrary to what I've done so my time in probation and parole wasn't crash hot I um I you know, had um tried extremely hard to um to to do it but turned out my my medication wasn't working and my my shakes become incredibly incredibly incapacitating so they sent sent me away from that i had about another two times i tried to return to my center turn return back to the jail and this this the same same circumstances the fact is my the shakes that i had my my dystonia was just too bad and um i couldn't i couldn't couldn't do my job anymore but um i persevered and tried to do as much as what they wanted me to do and it got to the point where I got a letter from my own department in 2015 telling me that they... So it's um, two, two, not even two years after the assault and me trying to rehabilitate. Um, them basically telling me that they're going to... Um, 
retire me medically unfit. So I would be without a job. Um, or an income. Um, what they d did do is I contacted my union to find out what I could do. This has been about the only time my union has actually done anything to actually help me through the whole period of my assault and what happened to me. So the advice they gave me was take a VMR, which is a voluntary medical retirement, and that means that they'll pay me out, um, I'll, and the union said, at least you'll get some money. So um, I had to take that route, because if I waited on the government, then it would be, on my employer, it would be basically I'd be sacked, and I wouldn't have anything except for what was left and um which to be honest what wasn't wasn't a lot so yeah that was a pretty hard decision to sort of put in the paperwork and um walk away and then i still had to deal with work cover and work cover were rushing me through to see all these specialists and other people and stuff stuff like that um, I didn't know why, but I found out later it was because they were rushing through all the paperwork so they could tidy up my claim and uh, push me on. So I was summoned to a, a medical medical panel, and there were three 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 doctors basically sitting at this medical panel. And um, I took in one of the support uh, officer that I work with. I took him in as support. And I was just basically sitting there shaking. And my arm was shaking. Um, the dystonia basically in the two years that I had first had the incident had basically migrated from my, my head and neck and face down to my right arm and hand so that that was a, a a lovely thank you very much but at this medical tribunal with the three doctors um i was sitting shaking and um doctor was ans asking me questions and um they went and examined me and come back and then sent, sent me out and then the officer that I took with me, he said, you're not going to believe what they were doing there. They had one doctor that was basically staring at me the whole time I was in this medical panel. The other one was asking me questions. And he was the one in the middle. And the other guy was basically had his head down and didn't look up at any stage so that was pretty daunting and very harrowing to go through that and then I had to sit and wait and then I get a um, letter in the mail from work cover telling me that they're finalising my um, 
finalizing my 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 work, workers comp claim and um they basically laid out everything on what they were going to pay for and stuff like that um they weren't even going to look at my neurological or um any of my um movement disorder because some doctor that i do not remember seeing wrote down that it's uh, symptomatic that'll go away um god i'm sorry i'm just so frustrated even talking about that and the dystonia had actually gotten worse and and basically the 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 two years my my um sorry if i'm getting a bit stuttery in that i'm just um getting getting a bit twitchy and um unfortunately i sort of get like this when um i get a bit distressed and a bit worked up so i'm going to try and power through it guys so they send me uh some some forms and i i didn't didn't understand it like um and i had to ring up and find out and got told and i asked them about my neurological and that's when they said that apparently one one doctor that i had a brief meeting with that i don't remember seeing said that it's um symptomatic and it's going to go away so they didn't do my dystonia or neurological claim they were just doing me on my ptsd and the basically scar on my face from when my lip got split and my um having to get extensive dental work done afterwards and their grand total what they offered me was less than twenty thousand dollars and twenty thousand dollars might sound a lot in the scheme of things but when you have to go to your neurologist every three months and spend seven hundred dollars to get a round of treatment and your medications that you have to buy at least once or twice a month were costing you over a hundred dollars and not not even counting having to go to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist it would have been easily eroded within a few months so they basically said well you've got no choice you either take take it or leave it and i couldn't take it i knew what it was costing me to to go to the doctors i didn't have that money so um i uh chose to take a no win no fee lawyer and we're going to dive down that rabbit hole very shortly and but i'll carry on my, my journey from work cover so while i was on work cover i was getting 80 percent of my wage then they but they didn't uh pay any of their loading on it which was a good portion of our, of our wage then it went to 70% because I was on it for too long, for, uh, you know, over a year. And uh, then finally, they basically cut me off and I had no income. 
the only thing I had was I had income protection with um, my superannuation fund, and uh, they, they were paying paying me, but that only paid for I think it was about six six months, or it was less than a year. I know that, so I I went from. 80% to 70% to about 60% of my income that I was earning. And then my um, insurance fund basically said that I've exceeded the um, time limit and they were now cutting me off. And it meant that I had to go on government handout, which was Centrelink at the time. And... I only qualified for 500 and I think it was 560 no 30 $34 a fortnight is all they paid and I still had all those bills and all those medications to pay for and I had to try and find it while I tried to survive on my five hundred and thirty four dollars a fortnight then I actually found out through um, through um, another law firm that is recommended by my union because I was struggling I was really on a massive uh, depression slide Um, I should probably tell you at this stage in the process I had um, tried to string myself up and hang myself because I couldn't handle it anymore. I was in desperate debt. The, um, the system had let me down. The places, processes in place to help me let me down and... I just couldn't take it anymore. So I had a noose around my neck hanging from a door frame. And I was crying. I remember I was crying while I'd done it. And I can remember the pressure on my neck, the blood uh, pulling in my head, just the pressure in my head while I was crying. And I had two saving graces that saved me that day. They were my two dogs, Jesse and Major. They jumped down off the bed which they were sleeping on and then they jumped on my lap and they started licking and kissing my face and I I couldn't take it anymore. Um, I just let go of the, the pressure and just collapsed in a heap and cuddled my dogs. And... It's embarrassing to say, but this is the second time that these guys have done that to me, saved me, saved me from from that. And I should say, it probably wasn't the last time they saved me either from trying to kill myself. So I found out through the union that I could get a TPD through my superannuation which is a total permanent disability claim, which entitled you to a lump sum payment from your superannuation. 
and um, long story short I tried to do it myself and it got rejected and like um, I kept sliding deeper and deeper down into that black black hole and the the union told me about their lawyers and to talk to them so I reached out and they went through all the paperwork and they basically went through the claim and they done it they took their chunk out of it which I think was probably about $19,000 and because I got paid out my superannuation and my, my TPD I had to pay tax on it and basically because it put me in another tax bracket um, it was like quadruple tax so I had to pay I think it was about $30,000 in tax so out of the money that I was allocated um, I basically bought some stuff for my house that I desperately needed Um, my, my fridge was crapping out my TV was about to fall off the wall um, just little bits and pieces to sort of help out. And if my, my mum was living with, with me at the time and it was basically to sort of help her as well, unfortunately. In, in my state, I wasn't a very good um, support person for, for mum, unfortunately. But, you know, we were kind of, how you would say, a um, defunctional... Um, codependent type of relationship so I bought a a recliner for my mum because she had uh, trouble moving and basically unfortunately mum was a raging alcoholic also and she um, um, had chronic emphysema so um, dealing with mum, dealing with my problems and that sort of compounded on everything so by the time I paid all my debts back, because I had to put my mortgage on pause, and I had to basically back pay that, pay off all, I paid off every single credit card that I had, which was about three, because of um, I had to had to do that to survive. And the little bit of money that I had left over was just basically eroded away by everyday living and medical expenses so you can honestly I can honestly say that the system that was in place to help me fucked me over and from what I've heard I'm not the only one that they've they've done to fuck over and these people still sit in offices, make decisions at a whim so they can save money. And the doctors on that panel get paid by the tribunal to be there and they get paid to not let these claims go through. They get little bonuses, as I found out later. So it's a corrupt system that lets down people that are in dire need and need that help. So that's my story about being 
lost in the system. Just hang tight and I'll tell you about my journey into the judicial system. You think getting fucked over by the the system's bad enough. Wait till you hear this. Radio guys, this was Kerry signing off live and raw. If you've got any questions or you want to chat to me, just reach out and let me know. I love hearing from you. Right, thank you. See you later.